Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 22nd of February 2024. This is The Gap, episode 697. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here. Uh, it's, I don't know, it, it's hot today. It feels like it's hot. And it's the end of s- summer. Like, yep. isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, there's a week. There's a week Next left. Week. I a feel like it shouldn't be this hot still. It's a leap. It's a leap year. No, it, really. it usually really kicks in in Feb, right? Doesn't it? Doesn't. I think January, it's usually hot. No, no. That's what I always thought as well, but it's like it's it keeps building and then it just fucking drops off real fast. But yeah. Yes, considering it has been raining uh, it's just been quite heavily. Humid as fuck. It's disgusting. It but is, this is a bit is. different. We're lit by uh, sunlight. Sunlight today. It's it's weird. Weird not not being able to see you. I guess. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually just, uh, it's like Batman in your room. Yeah, yeah. I'm like just I'm me. talking to the shadows. My eyes gleaming in the darkness. Yeah. Now the the, the gleam is off my forehead. Um, off my ever increasing forehead. Oh God. Uh why did I look? Why did I look? Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're doing this on Thursday during the day. A little bit different. Uh, just a little bit of an odd week. A lot of stuff happening. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that's happened. I've found a new place. Nice. So uh, I'll be moving about 500 meters up the work road. Uh, just carry it down there. Yeah, just 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 haul it. Just fucking just get a trolley. Get it on the yeah, like a steal a trolley from Carl's. Yeah. yeah, dump it in. Hell, why even unpack from the trolley? Right, save myself a fuck ton in rent a week and leave out of the trolley. Genius. Yeah, live at Carl's. <laughs> Easy money. Um, yeah, yeah, just you know, about five hundred meters. Really thrilled to be paying a couple of grand for the privilege of moving about five hundred meters. It's awesome. It's dope. It's just, uh, it's a really good system. Um, anyway. Yeah. Should it be the, the owners who are moving your yep. stuff? Is that how it should work? I think so. That's what. That's the proposal the government will put in place. I, if I become prime minister, that is yeah. what we will put in place. The landlords out there will be responsible mm. for moving you. Yeah. Because yeah. they want you out, right? JB. I, oh, yeah. JB, yeah. Here we go again. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it, right? Like, I could just stay. I've been here six years, right? I'd just be like, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave. Uh, no, I hear what you're saying, but eh, I'm not gonna leave. And that'd take. That'd get me at least six months, right? Hmm. And I, 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 I wouldn't be paying rent in that time, because what would be the point? I'm getting evicted anyway, right? Oh man. If you just if you fully gave up on all of society's like the s- social contracts, the unwritten social contracts of society, mm-hmm. and you just decided to, to you know to live like fucking I don't know Tyler Durden or some shit, you get really get away with some stuff. I guess Tyler Durden kind of got away with some stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, this has gotten away from me. Anyway, I'm uh, mostly interested to see how the acoustics in my new place will be because it's all tiles oh yeah we'd have to get you some uh those pads you put on your walls just egg cans just uh egg cans all right back to coals we go back to coals we go 
taking all the, the eggs out of the cartons, leaving them on the, the shelf. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to charge you for that, right? You're not taking eggs. I've uh, seen this before. You, when you go and buy eggs, right? Right? Yeah. And you open the cart and you have a look to see if there are any broken ones, right? Mm-hmm. You do that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a crazy person. Everyone does this. Why would you do that? What do you mean? Yeah. Stop fucking about. <laughs> so here's the question. When you find one broken one, do you open another carton and replace it with a single egg or do you get the other carton and check again? Hmm. No, I, uh, I I get a new carton because how, how are you getting rid of this broken egg? Well, if it's if it's if it's broken and stuck to the carton, I get a new carton. But if it's just if there's just a crack, right? Yeah. Then I just pop that egg out and I put it in a different carton. I just swap it with a good egg from a different carton. Easy peasy. Right. Right. And my theory is if everyone did that, there would just be the one bag egg carton, right? Mm. And everyone else would have good one. But instead, people insist on like on like fully replacing. I got I got a look from a person the other day when I was just swapping eggs. Uh, but they were like from the same brand eggs and whatever. I don't know. It's there is something weird about how like you couldn't like open up a packet of fucking I don't know M and M's and check if there were too many brown take ones the, and get, yeah, take all the shit ones out. Swap or swap them with a different bag. You'd never get away with that. But eggs, you're fine. I don't know. Interesting. Uh so anyway, that's that's egg. That's the egg hour. Um, I think you should try and take the carton, see what happens. Just take all the eggs out, see if you've got to pay for the carton. Just oh, a leave just yeah. leave leave them. Leave the eggs. Yeah, take the packaging. Take the packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be real because then, right? If they tried to stop you, right, you'd be yeah. like, "Am I paying for the eggs? or Am I paying for the carton? Because if I'm if I'm just paying for this carton." I'm just gonna I'm just gonna free ball all these eggs from now on. I'm just gonna fucking pop eggs in my pockets and walk home with them. Right? Like if all I'm paying for is this carton, yeah. See, this is this is a this is you've gone back to the social contract, like like we've returned again to the question of the social contract. Uh, and I don't know if I uh, I'm that person. If I get hit in the head a few more times, I might become that person, but until then. Uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, new place. So this is the second last uh, recording out of this studio. Why don't you uh, just take the studio with you? Owners come in, the room's gone. The whole room's Small gone. Small house. Yeah. Just wheel it out. On You're the full of ideas control. today, aren't you? You've got them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the morning, they come the in. day, after, yeah. They come in, there's just Brain's a shit ton gone. of eggs. There's a fuck ton of eggs. There's, like, what the fuck what? are all these eggs doing here? We, well, I th- wasn't there supposed to be a room like, here? put eggs somewhere. Yeah, we got all these cartons. What am I supposed to do with the eggs? Yeah. Needed the cartons. Fucking focus up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It didn't smell though, right? After a certain amount of time. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you... I feel like... Yeah. I don't know. How do you keep the eggs in the room as well? Uh, You'd have to... I see, well, the eggs replace the room wholesale, so magic has to be involved at some point. You know, like, yeah. If they're walking over, they go to the door hole, it's just a shitload of eggs, the room doesn't exist anymore, 
right? We stole it or stole t- took it with us, right? Yeah. So, yeah, unless you're suggesting I just rip up the carpeting, which is a whole other kettle of fish. Well, you needed carpet, don't you? So you might as well take that with you. Right? Was I, was I renting the apartment or was I renting the carpet? Explain this to me. Yeah. 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 And then I just... That actually might be in your contract. I don't think you can take the carpet. Can't take the carpet. Lawyers, man. They think everything. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that's the egg hour. We're done. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes we talked about eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, video games? Video, video games. Cool. Games. Hell Divers? Hell Divers. Two. Ah, he's appended, one, Joe. he's appended the two to the end of the the show notes that nobody I mean, if you sees. want to talk about the original Helldivers, then that's fine, but... It's going to be hard for me to remember. Uh, it is, I think, like, you remember how Helldivers was top down, right? And yep. then Helldivers 2 is third person, right? Yep. Do you think we're going to see a auto Helldivers shooter? Helldivers 3D. Like, what, like VR or some shit, or... Yeah. What's the next what's the next stage? Yeah, 3D. Yeah. It's a first person VR experience. Yep. Where time only moves when you move. Oh, yeah. I still think that's the best VR game. Um No, I'm thinking with those auto shooters or auto shooter looters or what Go the on. fuck are we calling these games? Like fucking vampire survivors? Survivors. We're not calling survivor them survivors. shooters. We're not. We're not. They're not. They're not even shooters most of the time. Anyway, we're going to talk about one, one later. Um, but I was thinking, right? Helldivers one, not not terribly successful. Successful enough to warrant a sequel. Helldivers mm-hmm. two, third person, right? So successful that's broken the internet. Imagine vampire survivors, but third person, and you run around behind the vampire. Auto shooting and shit. Hey? Now there's some stuff. That's the next stage. That's the next level. Now we're fucking cooking with gas. And you know what I'd do? I'd make it always online. So that when I got a hundred times the fucking server population that I was expecting, uh, the servers, everyone would have to queue to get in. That'd be a fantastic way to spend your time. And, uh... And when you look into why it's always online, you'd be like, oh, for almost no reason at all. Wow. And when you look into why it has like super invasive anti-cheat, the, the like root kits, your fucking computer and shit, uh, you'd be like, wow, that's also for almost no fucking reason at all. Because A, it's a PVE game, so who gives a fuck if people are cheating? And B, it hasn't prevented cheating, so what's the fucking point of it? I The honeymoon period with Helldivers 2, for me, is over. I don't know if I made that evident enough. Uh, I'm shocked. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I was sitting there for like five minutes waiting to get in for the server to allow me to get in. And I'm just sitting there like, this is so fucking cooked, right? Like, why did it have to be? 
What's what's fucking wild to me is that it's got it, it appears to have dedicated servers, right? It's got always online server uh, architecture, but to what end, right? It doesn't matter, right? None of the fucking upgrades matter. None of the fucking systems matter. Like I guess to facilitate the battle pass, but the battle pass is constructed in a way where you never have to pay any fucking money. So, like yet. Yeah, well, yeah, right? Like, at this point, you never have to pay money. You can earn enough to, to buy the Battle Pass by playing through the fucking game. Uh, and then you can earn extra on top of that. So, like, they basically, like, kneecapped themselves for no gain. Because if this had just been a check-in online sort of game and then player-hosted, a player-hosted experience, because it's only four fucking players, it would be significantly better, a player experience. Like, I'm not going to say infinitely better, but a, a measurable improvement in the player experience because you'd never have to queue to get online. You just play and you'd... Yeah, you could you could have a master server which requires fuck all data, uh, and people ping in. And if you have to have matchmaking, then you can spin up matchmaking. But that that isn't even working in the dedicated server, always online version. So I don't want to hear anything about matchmaking. So yeah, you could just fucking play with your four friends, with your three other friends. One of you is the host. As it is in, at the moment, there's desync out the fucking wazoo, so the dedicated server system isn't actually doing anything to help, right? Every time two people see the fucking dropship flip on landing and the other two people don't see it happening, that happening and help in like it's nothing, right? That's desync. But there's also loads of times where, like, what you're seeing, what the other person is seeing, like, you'll hear a call out, like... I'll be like, Luke, get the fuck out of the way. And you'll turn around and on your screen, I'll have just strafed to be in like behind you and I'll be like yelling at you because I'm strafing behind you or something. But on my screen, you're fucking doing a fucking Fortnite dance in front of me and I'm trying to fucking not murder you because I know I'm going to get blamed for it. Like the desync's out of control. And yeah, if it was player hosted, people would just be like, yeah, it's player hosted. Of course there's desync. Who gives a fuck? It's fun, right? Like, it's just... Yeah. The decision for this game to be always online is just baffling to me because on every every single level, it's just... It's made the, the experience worse. And I can't see anywhere that it has been improved by it. Like, it's just... It is... At, the, at its core, it's just an anti-player move. If it was a... If it was a hundred-player fucking game, then I could fucking understand it, right? Like, but it's not. If it was a PvP game, I could sort of understand it. But it's not. Why? Why does anyone care what people are doing in a game that they're not fucking in? It's just baffling. Baffling to me. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. It just annoys me. And once, once the glass shatters... For me, it's always really difficult to to piece it back together. So, 
I still jump in, but uh, if I get, and apparently maybe the server queue system's fixed, maybe. Uh, but if I get a, if I get bumped, if I don't get immediately in, I just quit. I'm just like, ah, fuck it, I'm going back. Back to doing something else. Back to do anything else at this point. Uh, because, yeah, if they don't want me in there, then they don't need me in there. The fucking wild thing about it is that, like, there's not even, like, a anti, uh, it doesn't kick people who are idling, right? Like, there's not an AFK timer or anything, right? So people are literally just, li like, logging in and then leaving the computer on. Or the better one was I read reports of PlayStation 5 players would put their console into a rest mode and that would remain logged in. So their spot on the servers was held for them for like fucking days. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just bonkers. So yeah, anyway, I think I'm done. Yeah, they've announced that there's going to be an AFK kick at some point. It's coming. That's what the head CEO dude said. Right. Which should have been there from the fucking get-go. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I haven't jumped in since the weekend. I think we were playing. We, we had some teams going on the weekend and like even back then uh, like i was having problems with uh that social system and trying to connect to people and yeah we were like restarting our game and like trying to set up a team and like I, I i did a bunch of that i still couldn't join on some people so i was like fuck it so i went and joined with you and uh night i think we're playing oh yeah um, yeah and like immediately got in <laughs> that team so i was like oh Fair yeah enough. and then not like later on i had the same problem and like with a different team and it's just yeah i don't know it just seems unnecessary but it was fun right that's the problem right like at its core it's fun mm. i like i like i don't like the robots i do not enjoy the robot missions they all feel the same uh which shouldn't be a surprise a bunch of an army of bots uh but the bugs yeah I don't know. It's a very compelling gameplay loop. Uh, I think it is a really good game. It's just... It's, yeah. It's like they got fucking 50 meters from the line and then just started, like, fucking smacking their own shins with a sledgehammer or something. Like, you're, like, you're right there. Just fucking... Just f cross the fucking line. Cross the finish line. You're winning at this. Nah. Always online. All right. Fair enough. Well... Let me know when enough people have given up, right? Like, that's what they're basically banking on. People giving up on playing their fucking game. That's just fucking stupid. You're supposed Which to is, want people to, to play your game, right? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's broken another... Mm. It's concurrent peak in the last 24 hours. Yeah, right. 460,000 players. Compared to last week, I think we were talking about it. It was like 200, around the 200 mark. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's a really cool success story. Like, yeah. who would have thought fucking Helldivers would pop off this hard? 
Yeah. Like, we were talking about it last week, how um, the Suicide Squad peaked at 16K yeah. on Steam. Yep. This And this game, which had a, a, a lot less of a budget made by, like, an, uh, an indie team. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting stupid numbers. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yes. All right. Um, should we keep going here? What else do we have? Oh, sure. Or do you want to... Anything else you want to talk about? No, that was it. Oh. Okay. All right. Risk of Rain Hostile Worlds is a um, is a mobile game. Right. Um, that uh, I think it's it's only in like some form of early access. And I don't know if it's out in the entire world or if it's just Australia. Like usually a lot of early access games, they sort of release it in New Zealand and Australia for to test stuff yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's, uh, yeah. So I, I showed up in my list of like, here's some recommended games. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I quite enjoyed those other two Risk of Rain games. And his, this wait, is sort of interesting wait, as well. Wait, so you, hang on. You were on the Play Store and it recommended you this? Yeah. What the fuck? I was on the Play Store and it recommended me Football Referee Simulator. But I've never played a fucking football game, like Football Manager game or a fucking... I'd like... How did FIFA. I, yeah, I don't play FIFA on my mobile or anything like that. Like, what the fuck is the disparity there? Why is it like... Oh, yeah. Let's, let, let's get Luke in a fucking Risk of Rain. I've played more Risk of Rain than Luke. Google. What the fuck is this shit? Unbelievable. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it is... Uh, yeah, so I think it's in like an early access sort of thing at the moment, uh, potentially. I'm really not sure. Um, mm. I just figured it was because I thought I saw a, a button or something that said it was early access. Uh, anyway, so the... Uh, it's sort of... I mean, the I guess the last two Risk of Rain... Well, Risk of Rain, the first one, and, and Risk of Rain 2, from a perspective standpoint, a different... You know, Helldivers. It's on the Helldivers thing. One was a, a like a side-scrolling action game. Yep. Uh, Risk of Rain Two was a, a third-person action game. Uh, this one, Risk of Rain: Hostile Worlds, on the the mobile device is a uh, is a top-down like roguelike <laughs> action game. So another perspective shift on this one. Um, in the same sort of vi- vein as like a Survivor's game, uh, and it's leaning, you know. Uh, it's, it's leading into that a little bit with like, um, you know, those Risk of Rain games anyway were, were very like auto shootery where things would sort of just pop off randomly sometimes whether, you know, you had certain upgrades and all that sort of thing. Um, and so the way that this one works is you've got this is- isometric view where you are running around and it's auto shooting enemies around you. You start off with a, a specific type of survivor um, and they'll have a certain type of a weapon. And as you run around and kill enemies, they drop gold and use gold to open chests that are spread throughout the environment. Uh, and while you're uh, running around, there is a, uh, a, a timer that is constantly increasing. And during certain checkpoints, the, um, you get harder enemies that, that start to come in and, and uh, try and fight you. And so the idea is to uh, kill and loot as much as possible, as quickly as possible, while uh, leveling yourself up, so that when you get to the very the very end of the the uh, the worlds that you're exploring, you're able to take down the final boss. Um, 
Uh, so you, you're trying to sort of have this balance of acquiring and equipping new gear and leveling up your character while also maybe not pushing the difficulty too far. Otherwise, you might find yourself a little bit like uh, a little bit behind or in a really tough situation. Um, and so that's the sort of loop of the game. And, and as you continue through, you're unlocking um, other, you know, artifacts or uh, new new unlocks that you can uh, take in with you the next run. Um, and it's a, a lot of like knowledge gained as well. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I've played maybe like an hour and a half, an hour of this so far, not a huge amount. Every time I sort of have some spare time, I'll jump in and do like a world. Um, so I'm like six or seven worlds in and they, you know, depending on how far you go, it could be like a 10, 15 minute run. Um, and every time you complete one of these worlds, you obtain a bunch of currencies and you take them back into your like home base. And this is where you're like leveling up, um, your character, but also, um, the other characters that you can take into the game with you. And so currently I've got a maximum of three survivors that I can bring in and uh, you can switch between them at any given moment of the game uh, and each one has different abilities like the there might be a guy that's able to heal himself or throughout like um, uh, some sort of blow field around them to slow down the enemies um, and each time one of these characters dies it, it's like, sort of like switches across to the other survivor in your queue and then you can run around and, and uh, try and beat the level using that character. And so the idea is that when you go back to your home base, your uh, you can level up these characters, you can equip new gear onto them, you can level up that gear. Um, and so that's where like the mobile sort of esque fundamentals are, because there's currency and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know how like egregious that sort of stuff gets. I've not played enough of it. I've not really run into any limitations or anything like that so far um, other than like hey you can't level up this character because it's you know you need to play more of the game and your character level is not high enough and and all that sort of thing um, and there are other rooms in this environment that I've not opened up yet so I don't really know what those things do but um, the gameplay loop itself is uh, it, it's okay um, like it's not We'll talk about another game later on that we've been playing, but it's, uh, there's not a whole lot of involvement to what you're doing other than using your left, oh, your control on the left, at least for me, um, to run around. And then on your right hand side of the control scheme is your, there's a dash button. There is, uh, and at this point there's two ability buttons. So I can press that and my character will spray out, uh, or a bunch of bullets in front of them or there's one where like he'll throw a grenade in certain uh, in a certain direction and all that is like movement based so like i press a button i move my thumb around and it like swings around uh in a 360 degree motion depending on where i want to aim this thing and that can be a little bit finicky um like there's moments where i'll be running around and i'll try and shoot something in front of me and i'll sort of kick click the button and it's like shooting you know like behind me instead or like it's very um the like dead zone on that is is maybe a bit wonky at this stage and so like i've got to quickly right. like swing around and be like all right well that's not the direction i wanted to shoot in mm. um i guess i'm going this way and so uh that stuff is a bit, bit funky um but it's not really 
like it, it hasn't really gotten to a point yet where it feels like it's getting overly complicated or um like much to it other than me just sort of running around and 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 shooting stuff um well it's auto shooting stuff and so for the most part and then so that's like not there's not a whole lot of engagement there um and so i don't know like i i think i need to play it a bit more it's not like when you when you play those original risky rain games you feel like you're running around and you've got like 30 fucking guns attached to you yeah and there's just shit popping off all over the place whereas i'm not getting that from this so far like it's just a lot of all right oh you've now unlocked this boomerang thing and every time it hits someone it can cast like an explosion nearby and that sort of happens so infrequently that i see some sort of upgrade that changes the way my character behaves like it's just not doing a whole lot of that so far um and so i'm really just not sure if that is just because i'm in the tutorial section like the first sort of tutorial world or if it like opens up a bit more as i as i progress um so i'm, I'm just gonna have to play it a bit more and see how wild it does get but um like the presentation all that stuff is really nice and um uh you know it lo looks really cool but it's just sort of lacking that risk of rain feeling right yeah. now that i'm sort of um you know was was sort of looking for um yeah but i'm gonna just get i'll keep playing it for a bit to see how how and, and like i said i'm pretty sure it's like a early access thing so it could yeah yeah i just changed it, it is it is early access yeah anyway uh so that's called risk of rain hostile worlds uh i'm playing it on android um and I, I believe it's also on uh apple the apple store as well so there you go nice cool it's interesting okay. right uh you know my fucking my brilliant idea of a third person auto shooter would just be risk of rain except mm. you don't have to press the trigger yourself right because that is Risk of Rain really is kind of the original fucking survivor game, right? Like, sure. uh, it is the genesis of that fucking entire genre. Uh, and it does really nail what I, I genu like generally want out of those, uh, those kinds of games. I want to find that combo that turns me into like a... 40 gunned god of death mm -hmm. like it's not a, like you, you've got your steady ramp up of getting better and better and like doing doing uh more damage at a at this like slightly faster than the the level timer pace uh but uh then when you get that one combo uh i'm blanking on any in particular but uh i don't know like fucking eight grenades or some shit uh you get that eighth grenade and suddenly all your explosive damage is just one-shotting everything and you just run around and the only fucking thing you got to worry out uh, worry about is like accidentally getting caught in your own fucking backblast uh like yeah that's that's the game that's how the game i think grabs a hold of a lot of people is when you do realize just how brilliant a synergy you, you could make. Uh, 
but how you also can't really force that shit because it's it's a roguelike you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's interesting to see it applied to the top-down survivors style uh formula but yeah it's not great to hear that they haven't quite nailed it yet anyway yeah yeah, it's possible they're sort of just testing stuff at the moment and more things yeah. will be added as they continue. Um, so, yeah, I'll keep on that and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. What have you been playing? <laughs> on to me. Uh, so, Cobalt Core came out uh, a little while ago. Uh, I remember I played the demo uh, back in NextFest. And uh, then I blanked and didn't realize it had come out. And uh, so I grabbed it. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. it was on special. It's no longer on special. Uh, And yeah, this is a Slay the Spire uh, meets FTL game. So you're flying a spaceship uh, and you've got... Yeah, you're, you're a furry flying a spaceship and uh, you've got a, a hand of cards and you play those cards and you have to try and win, get through the galaxy and you want to reach the Cobalt Core. Uh, you're not being chased by anything like in uh, FTL, um, but the the similarity is obviously you're in a spaceship and also the path you take is... Uh, horizontally laid out across the screen as opposed to the Slay the Spire vertical tower climb. Um, It's pretty good. Uh, It's not the best game, uh, I guess. Um, But it's it's fun. Like, it's, it's hard to really put my finger on what... I'm not loving about it. I think it's really well constructed and very carefully balanced. Um, But it's sort of just like, so you play your cards. The gimmick, I guess, in this one is that like, so Slay the Spire, you play cards and the enemy theoretically plays cards and those cards do attacks. You can, unless you've got that one relic, see what attacks they're going to do, right? Uh, and you're able to to mitigate that damage. Uh, in Slay the Spire, you can use a block, uh, or you can become intangible, or you know there are ways to mitigate the damage. But generally, you want your block to outpace their damage uh, so that you don't lose any health. Um, and as as it gets higher in difficulty uh you just want to minimize how much health you're losing um so in this you've got an extra element in that you have dodge cards so you can actually move out of the way of shots and the the enemy moves as well uh you can see where their shots are going to be so instead of playing block cards you can just play dodge cards and get out of the way. It's an interesting mechanic, but when I say it's been very carefully balanced, what I mean is that like it doesn't feel like there's 
I don't know. I haven't unlocked all the characters yet, so uh, you know, maybe maybe this will come to be. But like, it it feels like you just pick one or the other. Like you pick block or you pick dodge, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to take both. Uh, and so you're sort of just railroading yourself from the outset, like. If you pick dodge early, you got to pick dodge the rest of the time because uh, the game is very carefully balanced so that if you don't have enough dodge, uh, you you certainly won't have enough, and you've been picking it, you certainly won't have enough block. Uh, and so, yeah, you kind of just fucking, yeah, kind of screwed. Right, you're either you're either railroaded or you're screwed. And if you pick block at the start, you got to keep picking block. Right, and you can pick in all kinds of interesting fucking attack cards, and that's sort of where the game changes things up a little bit because you got three crew members on your ship, and each of the crew members is capable of different things. So like you, you've got your pilot, and you got your systems engineer, and you got maybe your weapon specialist, uh, or the first one you unlock is like a, I think it's a drone specialist. Uh, they're supposed to be drones and missiles, but I never never got offered any fucking missiles for them. Um, and then after that, it's like uh, they're a like super powered weapon specialist, but they also cause like a lot of heat buildup, overheating buildup that you is a is a system you have to manage. And uh, yeah, I've been winning runs with all of these these characters uh i did unlock the character after that but i couldn't really work out how they'd fit in because they didn't appear to have a lot of offensive cards so i'd have to get rid of the, the pilot or the i think it's systems engineer anyway so you just wind up in this situation where like whatever your attacking character's deck is uh is sort of just all the attacks that you're doing and on the other hand, your mitigating damage, the one way that works out best, it's a lot of fun and very like easy to play just one more round. And like compared to another game that we're going to talk about, uh, I think it's uh, a more complete experience. I think it does what it's trying to do, which is compete with Slay the Spire. I think it does it better. I just think that... Yeah, I haven't played enough, right? I obviously haven't played enough. Um, what have I played? Five hours. Um, but I just, I think at, at my current understanding of the game, yeah, it's too easy to just wind up doing one of two things. And they're both defensive. So they both kind of, well, I, I generally go dodge because it feels more active on my part than just blocking and not taking damage you know um but yeah like you'd have to choose the passive option and that just doesn't it's not appealing to me um the writing's like cool like and quirky and like weird and you go to like all kinds of different events uh that can result in a bunch of different ways and there's this uh the core conceit of the game is that you're stuck in like a time loop uh, and it appears that everyone else in, in the universe that you're going up against isn't necessarily stuck in the loop. 
so they sort of remember you uh and so there are some interesting interactions out of that there's like this dude who challenges you to a duel and uh after you fight him a couple of times he like challenges you to an honorable duel after you uh dishonor the duel a couple of times by violating the pact that you made at the start he just goes straight into fighting you and stuff um which I thought was kind of amusing and yeah, like, yeah, there's kind of all kinds of ways to get like weird and new cards, but a lot of the time you want to keep your hand really small. Um, and by small, I'm talking like most of my decks have been, I think the biggest deck I had was like nine cards. Uh, I'm like getting rid of cards all over the place. And I think that's that that might be why I'm feeling there's something off about this, right? Because I don't know, in Slay the Spire I'd love to have a fucking nine card deck in Slay the Spire. Um but more realistically, I try to cap out at twenty. At twenty results in like you know you draw five cards so maybe four draws before you shuffle your deck meanwhile here you're drawing five cards i am shuffling my deck every single fucking turn for every single character and that just yeah there's something a little bit off there i don't know it just makes it feel very samey right there's no there hasn't been a card uh, a deck where I've felt like, oh, oh, this is the person where you just want a fuck ton of cards. You want to bring a fuck ton of cards, right? I want to take every card I can see, right? And maybe, yeah, maybe that would be the block deck or whatever, but you just, I don't know, it's too risky, right? You never get enough, you can't guarantee enough fucking energy to play all that shit and stuff. Um, yeah, so... I think it's worth checking out if you like uh, card-based roguelike, roguelike games, but uh, I would keep in mind that, yeah, it's it's not Slay the Spire, right? Like, if you're looking for a replacement for Slay the Spire, this ain't it. But on the other hand, that game doesn't exist. There's no such replacement to Slay the Spire, right? Monster Train was probably the closest that I'd seen come to it. And yeah, even it couldn't do it. So yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is Cobalt Core. It's out now. Um, it's about 30 bucks, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, Australian. It's $20 US. Yep. All right. There you go. Um, what else do we have here? Deep Rock Galactic Survivor is out in early access. Um, it's early access, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. It just came out. Um, so I talked about this uh, during, I think, was it Steam Next Fest? Or it was quite recently. I played yeah. a, a bit of it. Yeah. So it was on my wish list. Um, and uh, I thought I would uh, pick it up because I, I, I enjoyed aspects of what I um, 
played before. Uh, so it is, again, uh, a, a auto shooter. <laughs> uh, it's a top-down one um, set in the world of uh, Deep Rock Galactic, where uh, you are playing as a, a dwarf, and you're running around in an environment uh, and using your mind to collect uh, resources and materials uh, to level up your character. Uh, while you're being swarmed by a bunch of enemies um, and there is a uh, almost like a, a timer that is going past uh, continuing to tick down as you're exploring this level um, and during certain increments uh, specific engagements or encounters will happen it could be like a drop pod lands or uh, a, a wave of enemies is sent out or some sort of elite enemy is um, is sent out to, to get you uh, and then once you get to the very end, you fight a, a boss, um, you kill that boss, and then you have to jump back into your dropship before the countdown finishes, otherwise mission ends. Um, and then once you, if you do get back in that dropship, you uh, level up your character uh, by unlocking either new uh, modifications for your weapons or upgrades for your health or mining quicker or running quicker. Um, and then there's a series of uh, levels that you need to try and complete. And once you get to the very end, there's a, a even bigger, badder boss that you have to try and fight. Um, and, uh, yeah, once that's all said and done, you then go back out to the main game and you start leveling up your, either your character or your, like your overall game. Uh, it could be something like more damage, uh, faster mining, crit damage, crit hit chance, um, running, speed. Uh, and then you're also leveling up your your actual survivor that you take into the game. Um, they've got a bunch of different abilities and unlocks, and also um, unlocking new artifacts that you can find or new weapons. And then each of those weapons have new unlocks. And so there's there's quite a bit that starts to like unravel as you um, as you start to play it a little bit more. Uh, I, I think the last time I played this I was like I'm not really sure like how deep it's gonna go in terms of unlocks but it seems like having played this now um there's quite a lot in there um in terms of like not just the different characters but all the unlocks that you can get and then those weapons also having different modifications that you can once you level them up to a certain point they can be modified in a certain way um so there's like different tiers of of uh of unlocks for each sort of component the game throws at you um yeah and so you get a maximum at least for the characters that i've played of of four weapons uh and each weapon slot is unlocked once you uh hit a certain level uh for your xp gain and so you get to like level 10 and it'll unlock a new slot for a weapon and each weapon has um a specific type of ammunition or a way it shoots uh, and once it runs out of bullets, it needs to reload. And so the idea is you're constantly getting um, new upgrades for these weapons, making them shoot faster or reload quicker or deal more damage um, or, or do more crit. Uh, and hopefully by the time you get to the very last boss of the, the world you are trying to um, complete, that you're pow powerful enough to actually take it on and, and finish, the, uh, finish the map. And if not... Then you, the resources you mined, you take back out and you, you know, you fluff up your character and you try and go back in and do it again. Um, so yeah, I've played uh, probably about three hours so far. 
Um, I saw that you were playing it before. Maybe we'll touch base and see what you think. Cause yep. Yeah, I played it yeah. an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, it's a productivity killer. I mean, I fucking I can see the appeal. Uh, I can I can see it. I don't know if it's uh, all all there yet. I feel like it might. Like I, I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen enough. Right. I've only played an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm not seeing that that thing that I like in Vampire Survivors, which is the the fucking synergy going going wild. Yeah. The 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 same thing as Risk of Rain. The same thing that I like in these games is pretty consistent. Mm. I like it when you find that one build that is yep. completely out of control and you just start doing that shit, right? But uh, until... It feels like they're aiming for something else, right? It does, yeah. To me, because I'm getting that same sort of feeling where I, I don't feel like... The you know what I was talking about Risk of Rain before. Hmm. I don't feel like that like oh shit I've got all these weapons and everything's firing off. It's it feels more like a I need to be like I'm constantly running around and like hiding enemies while I'm mining and like that's maybe the gameplay loop they're going for as opposed to like that um, you know comboing weapons and see and just standing in the one spot you're yep. just hoping everything dies and so yeah i think that they're going for a different gameplay although loop. i did see i mean like the the standing one spot thing because i saw that nate has been playing as well and yep. nate got an achievement for like killing fifteen thousand aliens while standing still hmm. um and it made me sort of wonder how he's been doing it. I think I worked out how, because um, you can like, you tunnel into like the rock. Yeah. And you can make sort of, game. yeah, you can sort of like make a little maze, like it's a tower defense. And then, yeah, make a little fucking choke point and provided no exploding enemies, literally blow up your spot. Um, yeah, you, you can get away with, just hanging out in the one spot for a little while. But I haven't, like, I've always gotten overwhelmed. I've, it's always inevitably occurred that, like, despite no matter how powerful my weapons or how high a level I am or whatever, I still uh, inevitably get overwhelmed. And I don't know how yeah. to, to, yeah. like. Well, have you unlocked another character yet? Yeah, I've unlocked the second character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know so if he, he's better. I haven't played as him yet. Oh, I've been using him um, the last couple of runs, and the difference between that character and the scout, I think the gunner is the second one you unlocked. Gunner, yeah. Um, is it like he's got a, a minigun, basically, and yep. it shoots in front of him. And so I, I was playing on mouse and keyboard, or I guess keyboard to begin with, yep. uh, and I switched across to controller once i unlocked that guy because yeah. he shoots in front of him and so i was like oh okay well that makes a bit more sense like using a controller because i can turn a bit quicker that shit, yeah yeah and also like it's i can aim a lot more precisely compared to using a, a you know my wasd keys yeah um and so that's when i was like oh i can actually like just stand here and shoot the minigun and actually do some damage as opposed to like just kiting shit all the time yeah and so that's potentially maybe where that 
counting, uh, you know, standing still sort of number right. ticks upwards. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of just not getting that uh, like overpowered, uh, d- just dominating everything. And I, But I also feel like that they're trying to strike a fine balance between you just on the run the entire time while yeah. just things are just chasing you. Yeah, yeah, like you're always under the pump. Uh, and th- I think they they don't want to let off the gas by giving you anything completely overpowered or whatever. They always want... Yeah. Like, it's the Deep Rock Galactic thing, right? Like, I don't think players in Deep Rock Galactic ever reach a point where they're just sort of like, cool, this is easy, uh, rock and stone or whatever, like, fucking... Let's just wrap this shit up. It's always like... Uh, it's always, you know, hell divers, right? It's always a fucking hairy fucking race to the fucking drop ship to get the fuck out again type thing. It's always right on the na- uh, the razor's edge. And I think that's yep. what they, they're going for here. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't know if that's what I want from these kinds of games. I want that fucking, I want to, because that's where the, there's roguelite and there's roguelike, right? And, uh, right, ro- roguelike and uh, roguelike, I'm probably getting these backwards. Roguelikes are where you learn and that, and you learn the systems and you bring that knowledge on your next run. And roguelites are where you have a meta progression system that increases your power for the next run. And this, like most of my rogue lit keys, are a combination of both. But this one, well, well, but Vampire Survivors, more than any, more than most, at least, I don't know if any, but most, uh, like there is a, a large amount of knowledge to be gained, a large amount of inf- like information to be uh, found. And like as you unlock that shit, as you unlock new characters or synergies or maps or whatever right as you unlock that shit the the game grows with it and it gets more and more interesting and i just yeah i I just find it interesting that uh both of the ones both of the survivor type games we're talking about this week have decided to go in a deliberately different direction to that i just think that's odd because that i would say above anything is what makes vampire survivors the fucking king of the hill. Uh, that's what makes it so compelling and so such a game that you keep coming back to even like months later. He's like, oh yeah, I, I wonder if I can remember how to how to do that crazy like fucking synergy or whatever. And then you do, and yeah, it's fucking dope. Without the synergies, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I am really enjoying, like, I think the tower defense element, the, like mining your way into a little path and, and training the enemies in that manner. I think that is really cool, like very intriguing. Uh, it's just, yeah. How, how, like when you play as the gunner, how are you mining and shooting at the same time? Or can you not? Um... I think he auto shoots still. It just depends on what type of weapons you've got and what direction they right. fire in. It usually tells you like these shoot in in front of you or in all four directions. Um, yeah. So I 
I don't know. It seems to auto do it, so I'm not too sure. But I, uh, it's not like the mining takes a while. It's usually once you find a specific type of mineral that that's where it hinders your progress a little bit. Like it slows you down. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the time, it's like I will make a bit of distance between me and the horde that's chasing me, and yep. then get to the point I need to get to and just start mining that thing. Uh, and then I'll spin around and shoot a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. And, and it's and again, it's like keeping an eye on the cooldowns as well. Like, ah, oh, my minigun is charged up. I'm going to turn around and just spray all my bullets. Yeah. And then once it's like reloading, then I can run away and, yeah, and, right. and do the next thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep playing it and checking out some of the other unlocks because there's three levels at the moment. and But each one has like different difficulties. I've still not beaten any of them. I yeah. keep getting fucking wiped on the um the last boss. Like, My very gets... first run, mm. I got all the way to the last boss, got it to about 5% health, and right. I died. And I was just, I was, and I've never gotten close since. Well, not that close. Uh, yeah, I just, how demoralizing. I was like, this game's fucking easy. And then it just kicked me <laughs> yeah. in the fucking dick for the rest of the fucking the next hour yeah yeah uh anyway i'm uh yeah i'm gonna keep playing i'm, I'm enjoying it um yeah. and we'll see where it sort of goes it's in early access so it's supposed to be there for the next six or 12 months and we'll see what else to add um you know the, the the levels seem like they have a i don't know if you've checked out the second level but it's like mm, no. a lava area and there's pockets of like uh you know, floor is lava type stuff where if you stand on it, it starts hurting you. Oh, right. Um, and so like having to avoid those obstacles and yeah, is another sort of added layer of difficulty that things to throw at you. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll keep going and see what else I get unlocked. Like I saw turrets or something you can get with one of the characters. I'm guessing that's like the engineer or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, that is a Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. It's about, um, it's not expensive. It's like- No, it's like 12 bucks. Right? 13 bucks. 13, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, it seems to be doing pretty well. 14.50. Yep. Um, okay, well, there you go. Uh, what else? Well, I think we got one more, right? Balatro. Balat. Yes, Balatro. I've talked about this before. Uh, it came out this week. Sorry, a fucking plane's landing on my head. Um, yeah, sorry about that noise. Uh, hey, I wonder if the new studio will, will be able to block out that noise. How if you get enough egg cartons, you can block out anything. Genius. But what about all the eggs? No, don't start that again. Okay. Um, so it is a fucking a fucking card game roguelicky uh deck building roguelicky you know the fucking those games I can't get enough of and keep playing. Um this one however is based uh on poker. So you're playing uh poker hands and it is using poker hands you're trying to beat a blind. So, uh, yeah, you might, if you play fucking two pair, right? It might be worth 40 chips times a multiplier of 40 and you get 1,600 points, right? 
that is way higher than what two pair is worth. But um, yeah, so that's that's basically if you play three of a kind, instead it's worth I don't know a multiplier of fifty with uh, forty chips, and so you get two grand points. Uh, I don't know a flush is worth forty times thirty, so it's worth less twelve hundred points. Something like that, right? I don't know the, the, what the best fucking stuff in poker is. But uh, there's a trick here, right? There's a couple of different tricks. Uh, little layers involved. First of all, you've got jokers, right? Uh, jokers are the primary element by which you modify your experience, modify your run. So you might have a, a joker that is really basic. It adds 12 to your multiplier, right? Uh, and so whatever multiplier you get, if it's a pair, it's only worth a multiplier of fucking... Let's, I've gone too high from the get-go. It's worth a multiplier of two, right? Now it's worth a multiplier of 14, right? You got two pair, it's worth a multiplier of four. Now it's worth a multiplier of fucking 16, right? Like it's a, it can be at the low end, a huge fucking upgrade a massive uh increase to your uh your basic score right but things get crazy right things get crazier still because maybe you get another joker and it's like uh all hearts are worth plus 40 chips so now it's f uh that that pair that two pair of uh fucking i don't know queens and jacks right and two of them are hearts you get 80 extra fucking base points uh chips plus your multiplier of uh the two pair was four plus 12 for the joker so it's 80 times 16 i'm not doing the maths uh it's big it's a big number Right, you're now talking about big numbers, and you can have at the base level, you can have five fucking jokers. You can add, like, get there are ways to increase how many jokers you've got, um, or you're allowed to bring with you. Uh, there are ways to increase how many, uh, how what the multipliers are. So, if you, you get these planet cards, and uh, the one I remember the most is Jupiter. If you play the Jupiter card, um, then your your flush increases in level, and so suddenly it's no it's it's worth a multiplier of five and an extra ten chips, right? And if you get another Jupiter card, it's worth a multiplier of six and twenty chips, and you can get you can really fucking you can really get that shit going if you get enough Jupiter cards. I had my my flush at level fourteen in a run earlier today. Uh, it was big. I was doing a lot with it. So, yeah, you wind up in these situations where you are just you're putting together these huge, crazy fucking scores, these massive scores. And that's kind of the heart of Bellatro. There's there's other cards that are in, like that that are happening, other mechanics going on, um, 
You've got tarot cards. I collected all the tarot cards or unlocked all the tarot cards rather uh, earlier today. And tarot cards do uh, an array of different things. You get like the Joker wheel and it might, uh, the Joker wheel, I think, like turns one of your uh, Jokers into like a foil, but there's like a one in four chance. Most of the time it doesn't work. There's no way it's one in four. It's got to be fucking one in, it's like, a 95% chance to hit in fucking XCOM or some shit, like guaranteed to miss. Um, so there's that, or the ones that I usually, I use the most of are, uh, I think like the world card, the moon card, the sun card, and the star card. And uh, these ones change three three cards in your base deck into... Uh, a different suit so the star card changes three cards into diamonds and suddenly you've, you've still got 52 cards in your deck but now you've got uh what would it be 13 13 hearts uh 13 clubs 10 spades and 16 diamonds right so your odds of getting diamonds have just increased significantly, right? You can add more cards to your deck. You can replicate cards. Uh, there's like the, the death tarot card allows you to grab one card and make it into a copy of another card. Uh, and so you can get to a point where like you've got, there's, there's poker hands, full house, royal flush, straights, etc., etc. But there are also impossible poker hands and that sort of winds up being where you want to go. You want to get to a point where you're playing a lot of impossible poker hands. So in my run earlier today, I was playing, I was mostly going flushes. Like, I'll, I'll get to this in a bit, but flushes are basically cruise control. Get, getting flush victories is the easy way to win. Um, but I was, I had like, I think I had nine kings of diamonds. No, it was seven king of diamonds and two king of hearts. But I had a joker that made all of my diamonds and hearts the same suit and all of my spades and clubs the same suit. So that I really only had two suits. And so now I could flush with hearts or diamonds no matter what. I had 80 cards in my deck. I'd just been, I, I was playing a yellow deck. The yellow deck starts with 10 extra dollars. Uh, starting with 10 extra dollars is also cruise control to victory. You can, there's a, um, there's a interest system a la auto chess, uh, where if you save money in your bank, you make more money later. Uh, if you can get through the first fight uh, in the first hand, uh, you will pick up uh, two interest plus six dollars. You get eighteen bucks off the bat. Uh, bat. You can spend three dollars on whatever. Probably not a joker. You can then probably still get through the second fight without uh, in the first hand. Uh, and at that point, you'll get three interest plus your uh, six bucks. So you get $9. If you spent your $3, then you'll be at uh, like 24. 
And if you didn't spend the $3, you'd be over 25 by the time you come to the first boss. If you can limit what you spend and keep 20 bucks uh, while you fight the first boss, if you can get just one Joker for the six bucks you've got uh, and fight the first Joker with that with that single Joker, uh, fight the first boss with that single Joker, then you, you really set up for success because the the rate at which your interest takes over. I mean, it caps out at five, but you get vouchers that increase it. Like there's a fuck ton of systems, right? There's a load of systems. And once you understand how to make these systems work for you, you can get to a point. I've played this game for eight hours since uh, it came out yesterday, but I'd played it for way more when it was when I was in the playtest and when I was uh, when I played the original demo. Like I've played it, I've probably already sunk like. 30 plus hours in this game right um so like none of these systems are particularly uh new to me uh they there have been tweaks uh i'm pretty sure mr bones the mr bones joker which uh when you would die i have a video up on my youtube channel uh where i didn't understand why i died uh why i didn't die why i won this this match and it turned out basically uh i had mr bones and so i couldn't lose and i like my conclusion was well that's not how that should work right like it just turns like that card's basically just well i win right and like watching it back uh again um watching the video back i noticed that there was a far more obvious way that i could have fucking won the whole uh won won it like i wouldn't have had a problem but i overlooked it in the moment and uh yeah it didn't matter because i had mr bones they've altered it they changed mr bones um and it's made by like one dude just like thunk the developer is um but they're clearly taking on feedback and clearly doing whatever they can to alter the game to yeah to make it as good as possible um they when I played in the playtest, there there weren't things like the flush five or um, and or stuff like that, like uh, a flush house, which is when you do a full house, but all the cards are the same suit. Flush five is when you have five uh, five cards, like a, a five. What do you call it? Five of a kind, a five of a kind, but they're all in the same suit. Uh, I fully fucking blanked. Um, like. <laughs> Yeah, like impossible poker hands, but now they have names, now they have planets associated to them, now they have all this kind of shit that, yeah, you can chase after. Um, yeah, like a, a fuck ton of work's gone into it. Uh, the artwork is is like great and intriguing and there's all these like little fucking nods to pop culture in the names of things and... Uh, bunch of interesting different synergies uh but at the end of the day i get the feeling like it's too well like it's tricky right like i was always gonna buy it because i played so much of the play test uh it had definitely earned my money uh and it's like 20 bucks uh i think it's definitely worth that but i do think it has a bit of a what's that fucking uh luck be a landlord it has a bit of luck be a landlord disease where 
both of these games have the same problem to me where you wind up in a situation where like the game gets harder as you go on the more you unlock the harder the game gets because the the real challenge of uh Bellatro is sifting through the fucking junk to get to what is good and the the more you play the more jokers you unlock the more junk you then have to sift through and like be be a landlord have the same problem and so what winds up happening is if you want consistency if you want to consistently win uh, what you wind up doing is playing sort of the same fucking hand every goddamn time. Uh, the same build every goddamn time, right? Uh, and it's not... And, like, it's it's different to... Like, if you think, like, about an auto chess or, like, a Slay the Spire or whatever, like, those game, games where you are trying to build but RNG plays a, a factor... Right, you can't if you're playing Slay the Spire, you can't be the silent and always build a shiv deck, right? You can make a pretty good run at it, but like on the higher difficulties, it will get to a point where it's simply too complicated for you to, to eke out a victory, right? Or a poison deck, right? Like you may need to pivot your deck at some point. Whatever it is, you can't force a certain type of deck, right? Uh, it's, it's just, if you try to, you're basically guaranteeing that you will lose, right? Same goes for auto chess. If you try to force a build, force, I don't know, fucking beasts or knights or whatever then you're basically guaranteeing that you'll lose. The odds of you winning, uh, they're no longer in your control, right? But in Luck Be Landlord and in Bellatro, it feels like the odds of you winning aren't necessarily in your control anyway. So you may as well force a little bit. You may as well force towards a flush a little bit just to help your odds so that if you are going to you you feel like oh, okay i'm not fucked from the outset right and you can get fucked on the outset in Bellatro. uh you can you get the fucking there's a there's one of the bosses and it sort of assigns them by random but one of the bosses uh like nerfs uh all cards that you'd used previously in the blind uh so in the, in that round rather and so if you haven't been having a good run and you've had to play a lot of cards during the lead up to the boss, you can find yourself in a situation on the first fucking boss where you have like four playable cards and literally no fucking path to victory. Uh, and you're sort of just fucked. But if you're playing that many hands before the first boss, you're kind of just fucked anyway. So um, yeah. You can get fucked by bosses. You can still get fucked by bosses playing flushes, although, uh, like, there's there's a system in place to avoid that. Uh, I know I saw online some people complaining, oh, you know, 
I, I built a hearts deck and then the final boss was like a um all hearts are nerfed like boss like what the fuck am I supposed to do about that but you actually do have the capacity to, to play around that um, you can skip blinds so skip fights in the lead up to a boss uh, and if you hover over the skip button it'll tell you what you get out of the skip and there are like two two things that like if you see it you should pretty much do it you should do that skip one of them is uh the initial jokers and uh, and packs and booster packs in the next shop are free you should do that uh that's free money right like you can't get better than that by unless i mean you might have a hand of jokers that bust the fuck out of your money in which case you shouldn't do that but uh because you should just play the fight and earn the money but if you don't have that then yeah you should you should absolutely do that and the other one is yeah play this token to skip the boss blind whenever the fuck you want uh or or debuff the boss blind or it has no boss uh there is no boss like ability right you, that is one of them yeah like you might really want to take that fight but you should you should skip it you should skip it and get that fucking token because you're never going to see it again and you can't guarantee that the voucher that allows you to skip boss fights uh is going to show up so you got to fucking do actually if you get the token to get an extra voucher that's usually worth it as well but um anyway yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on in blacho but like the problem is that at the end of the day it just feels like too often it just boils down to well just do flushes go all hearts turn every card in your deck into a heart right uh that's that's kind of the best way to guarantee that you're going to win there are other ways that you can win and there are some really cool decks you can build but as you unlock more and more fucking jokers the likelihood of you getting those decks it like becomes smaller and smaller it's like a catch-22 right like i am doing well and so now the odds like i had one deck where and it was fucking awesome like all of my jokers were supporting the idea that i was uh playing only face cards Right, I had one card where all face cards activated twice, right? And I had another where the first face card uh, was worth, uh, like, increased the multiplier by double. Uh, I had, oh, there was another one that was, like, doing, oh, yeah, like, plus 10, no, plus 20 chips for every face card, and then the fucking juice at the at the the cream on top of this fucking Sunday was I had the Joker where all cards are considered face cards, right? And if I had come across there's a boss blind where all face cards are debuffed, uh, I would have been fucked unless I had the ability to skip that boss blind. Um, I would have been fucked, right? But I didn't, and also yeah, literally all of my cards were playing twice worth 40 extra i was getting double multipliers so then i was still i was able to then just focus on doing whatever buffing the fuck out of like in that case i was buffing uh like 
my, I think it was my full house. So I was trying to get my full house up. So I had loads of jacks and kings. I was still turning cards into proper face cards, right? Because three of my jokers were supporting the idea of face cards would be worth more. Uh, and if I needed to get rid of a joker, um, then I could get rid of the one where all of my cards are considered face cards, right? And, and I wouldn't be too bad off. Um, which, again, is an, an, another boss blind. It'll be all of your cards are debuffed until you sell a joker. Um, yeah, if you can't skip that one, you've got to sell a joker and you have to make do with one fewer jokers. So yeah, I I like I basically won the lottery, but I can't I couldn't have fucking built for that from the ground up, right? I can't I couldn't plan for that to happen. And I can't plan for I like I had another good one where uh every time I played a pair uh I got double multiplier and every and all my other jokers were a variation on no I think it was every time I played two pair I got double multiplier and all the other ones were variations of like if your hand contains a pair then get this if it contains a pair of blah get this if it, I think it was if it contains aces uh, then get this and so I was just turning all my cards into fucking aces and uh, I'd then like insert I'd play four aces and insert one one other card in the mix just to disrupt. But it still counted as containing a pair, but for, for a kind, I didn't have as much as many upgrades to compared to two pair. Anyway, um, I don't even know where I'm going with this. At the end of the day, I think like the my my main problem is I've played it for like 40 hours already. Like... I'd played it for 30 hours before it had even come out. And so there wasn't a lot for me to discover. And there was a lot of time for me to theory craft how the fuck you would go about playing this game well. And it's frustrating to me that every time I unlock something, I am making things harder on myself. I just find that a little bit, yeah, rough. I don't know. I, I don't like if, if, I'd be surprised if you saw the sort of uh, deck variants uh, that you would in, in like Slay the Spire from a Balatra game. If you were after win efficiency, you would just go flushes. You would default trying for flushes at least. You would pick a club, uh, sorry, a suit that you were going to get a lot of. And if if somehow the other appropriate jokers showed up to go in a different direction, then you'd go for it. But otherwise, no, nah, no chance. Yeah. So I think I just find that a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. It seems to be doing pretty well. Like it's had like a word of mouth, I think, behind it. Because uh, the one thing that sort of... It's the podcast. Yeah, it's podcast. Um... I think from a visual perspective, like it's not, it doesn't look that appealing. Like when you look at it from the Steam store page, because you're like, oh, it's a, like it's a. Card oh, if you game. look at screenshots, right? Like it, it looks, looks terrible, right? Yeah. It looks so dull. But in action, it's got mm. like the 
it's got this really good animation style and this really good like layering of effects that makes it feel really fucking good to play. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's the trick there. Like they really nailed the, that part. Yeah, because like they're they're in this tough spot, right? Whereas they've got playing cards, and playing cards are just they what they are right they yeah. just look bland and boring um and so it's had this word like it's gotten really good reviews um and so it's got this like word of mouth that's sort of spreading and it's doing pretty well for them yeah uh, so yeah i don't know i guess we'll wait and see what what happens it'll be interesting to see like how they approach i guess patches and then balance changes or what they do going forward like how they sort of handle yeah that stuff um yeah and maybe we'll have to check in then but it sounds like you're having fun with it so um and it's only 20 bucks yeah i mean yeah i i would if you like card games i would recommend it uh but i don't know how much more i'm gonna play of it for now uh until i hear about it mixing things up a little bit in that regard in in the regard in regards to the balancing around uh like joker uh percentages i suppose yeah you yeah, bill cool all right anything else you wanted to add or that's it that's it all right well there you go that is uh the Bellatro and uh it's on sale right now on steam um if you wanted to check that out Okay, well there you go. That's uh, that's the games for this week. Not a you know some new stuff in there. I, I didn't get a chance to play a whole lot um, this week. I was away a little bit, but yep. Um, hopefully next week we'll um, we'll have a few things going. I I've installed Last Epoch, which oh okay seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah, just you know tickling that Diablo sort of style gameplay. Um. So I've, I've installed that and I'll give that a whirl. Um, 135,000 concurrence right now. It's, uh, yeah, it's popped right off. So huge. Should be cool. All right. Well, let's do some news, shall we? Uh, this is something we've been teasing for a little bit. Xbox had their uh, business update. They did a podcast. They're trying to steal the thunder. I know. Right here. Dogs. Yep. Yeah. Except theirs was 20 something minutes long. It was a short one. Pathetic. Um, I thought it was going to be a bit longer. Yeah. Um, so it had some of the heads of Xbox talking about, uh, I guess, addressing some of the rumors that have been popping up recently, as well as changes to their um, uh, their business going forward and some uh, teasing a few things. I don't know. Did you did you watch this at all? Did you sort of just read a recap? How do you digest yeah. this? Recap. 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 Yeah. I was going to um, watch it and then I saw it was like... Fuck it. I like caught the recap and I'm like, oh, I'm not watching for that. That's nothing. Yeah, nothing they didn't really do a whole lot, did they? No. Um, so are they they kind of addressed the multi-platform uh, content that, that's been swirling around um, and said that they are basically looking at bringing certain games to uh, other platforms such as the Nintendo or the PlayStation. Um and uh they didn't announce what those games were that like they the the people making those games have plans and will do it on their own time uh but and they have um four four games that they're looking at 
that uh, to bring across to other platforms. But we now know two of those games, <laughs> which were announced pretty soon afterwards. So one of them is Sea of Thieves, which... And we know all four. Do we know all four? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Sea of Thieves is one of them. Yep. Um, the other one, which was, I think, announced um, today or yesterday, is Hi-Fi Rush. Right. Um, that one's coming out in March. Sea of Thieves in April. Uh, what are the other two? I don't, I don't think I know about these Grounded, ones. Grounded, also announced today in the okay. Nintendo thingy. And uh, Pentiment. Pentiment, okay. announced today. Yep. Yeah. So some of the things they address, addressed... Uh, how about Starfield or Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, which are, um, were two rumored games? Um, Phil Spencer's basically like, that's not on the cards at the moment. That's not something yeah. we're doing. Um, so they were squashed. Uh, yeah, and it seems to be more or less like, hey, we're looking at at uh, certain types of games and uh, what we can do to bring them to other platforms and we'll make those decisions uh going forward i i guess that's a good thing like them opening up especially with like the development costs of games these days triple a games yep like they have to land they have to be to, to be big hits for them to be you know making a ton of money um and sort of regular relegating them to one platform or an exclusive platform um it's just starting to make less and less sense these days with yeah. the way costs are starting to blow out and so it's this is them trying to figure out like how do we go forward and and uh you know and it's only going to be mean good things for like i think gamers overall you look sure. at um stuff like sea of thieves that's just another platform where more players will be coming across it's gonna uh you know expand that community a bunch more and um yeah hopefully revive some of those games you know you can look at this is a good thing for like uh if they start doing it with like fighting games or stuff that is a bit more like low-key or niche being able to put that content um so that you can play with other players or more players that potentially has a small audience would be yeah it's great um yeah. what else was there they talked about game pass um and how they're uh looking at strengthening that one of the ways i'll be doing that is diablo 4 is coming to game pass next month which is a big title for them. Uh, it's an Activision Blizzard game, and it sort of makes you wonder, like, all right, well, what is next for them? Are we going to see, like, Call of Duty or something like that be, be like, the the main game that they start putting on Game Pass to be like, hey, you can get Call of Duty, but you're also getting all these other games as well. Um now that they're starting to look at Activision Blizzard stuff, but I yeah. think Diablo is a, a really good get. Like, um, yeah, that's a you know nearly a year old. It's coming up to its its first birthday um, in a couple of months, and uh, yeah, allowing players to play that on Game Pass is a really good find for them. So, I think um, it's a great fit for Game Pass too. You know, like I think it'd benefit really well from being on Game Pass. Uh, attracting players who might not necessarily want to jump in, uh, but would check it out, have heard about it, but uh, don't know anything about it and find themselves roped into the, the system. Yeah. The clicking. Yeah. Um, they also talked about like some of the uh, 
console numbers and and all that sort of stuff um they did address like the recent layoffs at at xbox and across the branders of studios um basic gist of it was like and i don't agree with it like uh you know the industry is not growing right now and so because it's not growing we've had to eliminate a bunch of jobs and um we're trying to figure out ways to like grow the business and so that was this sort of reasoning behind what just happened there yeah um which is fucked because like the fact that you're relying on a business to like constantly be growing and yeah. like you have to do better than last year it's just like bananas yeah um yeah it's insane uh they talked about uh i guess the next xbox whatever that appears to be there was obviously rumors going around that like oh maybe xbox is getting out of the console business um they flat out were like that's not happening we talked about that last week um but then they touched on it a little bit here saying that like um this is going to be the biggest generation leap for hardware focus that we've, we're, we're trying to do um so they're sort of expecting it to be the the most powerful or the biggest leap in terms of hardware that's sort of what they're pushing um yeah i don't know like that's it's, it's sort of interesting that they're saying that sort of stuff now you know does that mean that it's going to be a shorter cycle for them this time around are they already sort of like we've lost this gen let's yeah. just try and maybe get out earlier than than whatever playstation's got playing because it seems like playstation's got this um mid-cycle pro console coming out at the end of this year that's where all the rumors are pointing to um does xbox just sort of skip that step and release something a little bit earlier and, and try and get out sooner and have a bigger slate of games um yeah i don't know uh we'll have to wait and see any thoughts on like what they said about the next platform i mean i i, I do think it's interesting i, I you know they did they did lose they have lost uh this this generation if they were to jump start the next generation uh to get out ahead of the playstation i think it'd be a pretty interesting move we know the playstation 5 will have a pro variant so uh yeah i think it'd be a an interest like yeah i'm i don't know hardware the really tricky thing the crazy thing rather about uh the current generation of, of consoles is that what what will they release alongside of the fucking twenty series Nvidia cards, and the thirty series proved to be a massive leap, and the forty series proved to be uh, an even greater leap in terms yeah. of uh, what cards are capable of, and you know they partnered with AMD, so maybe they're not quite in lockstep. But I'm sure they're coming close. And so, yeah, those consoles were way further behind PCs, like only two years into their fucking life cycle, which is way faster than normal. Uh, and because the hardware is so close to, to PC hardware, yeah, you're sort of just getting a... A medium I can run everything on medium at 60 experience when on PCs you can get so much more and at this point 
for a comparable price. So, yeah, I think it'd be a really smart play to release the next Xbox. Maybe call it something that isn't idiotic. I don't know. Do whatever Series you want. Series double Xbox. X. Yep. Series double X, S, S, X, S, X. Um, yeah. Yeah, call it something better. And, yeah, just really take the wind out of PlayStation sales. I think we cool. But, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, we're, what, three, just over three years, so 2020. Um, end, of, end of 2020 was when the Series X slash S launched. Was it 2020? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess what the last last gen there was about seven or eight years between the two, um, so we're we're creeping up on obviously the halfway mark, and maybe it's not like two years, maybe maybe it's like a six to seven years sort of generational leap, you know, or, or like a wait. So maybe like twenty twenty six, like end of twenty twenty six is the next. Um, that maybe we see the next console or something like that. Um, them trying trying to get out in front. So obviously, like these consoles, one of the things they're not sort of taking advantage of next, and it's like the rumor that Nintendo will be is like AI and looking at um, stuff that like FSR or like upscaling technology with um, uh, like DLSS and, yeah. and and like frame generation stuff. And obviously, right, that's yeah. going to be a a big help and so um yeah i i think yeah it will be an interesting look like we had that big generation generational jump with the storage capacity that was obviously a big change and then i think the stuff we've started seeing with what ai is doing with you know upscaling and and better frame rates and all that sort of stuff that's maybe what they're looking at in terms of this is how we're going to do it because those consoles are already like i i don't think it's going to be a uh per se like a speed difference or like hey we've got this brand new chip in there and it does this and this and this it's i think they're relying on the the ai stuff to to really push it this time around yeah right um all right so they talked about that uh anything else i don't think so no they sort of tease that they've got more games coming out um yeah. and they'll talk about it at the june showcase i guess the e3 placeholder thing whatever it is now um yeah and that was it pretty pretty um quick and you know i don't know i thought i sort of expected more yeah from them it was kind of low-key you didn't really talk about anything but i guess that's why they went for the the format they did right instead of like a big whatever a big showcase or whatever mm -hmm. didn't really have that yeah yeah all right um there you go that was xbox uh let's keep going here we've got elden ring uh shadow of the earth tree is mm. getting it's uh that's obviously dlc that's coming out and we now have a release date that came along with a brand new well the very first trailer um mm. showed off some gameplay stuff so this one is due in june um that's i think all we know <laughs> a couple of interviews that sort of went around in terms yep. of like 
with, with uh, Miyazaki talking about um, the expansion and what sort of people can expect but uh, some pull quotes things like it being a bigger play area than the first uh, area of, of Elden Ring stuff like that um, yeah well, what was your sort of takeaway when you watched this it looks like there's a ton of bosses sure does look like there's a ton of bosses uh, yeah. I don't know I'm hyped I'm excited um, I don't really get into the lore all that much in these games I think it's minimalist for a reason it's like it's vibes only I don't really get like people are like oh oh he's got the eye of uh, Newt Molina oh, and Newt. the red hair of Radagorn and oh that's blonde hair like Blah blah and ding dong and fring frang. He must be a demigod who was missed by Zimzam. And you're like, cool. I'm gonna stab him with a, the biggest sword I can find. Um, I'm gonna hit him all, a bunch with whatever bleed weapon I've got, and uh, that's my big takeaway on the law. Um, yeah. So I don't really care too much about that stuff. I do like to see a lot of bosses. Because a lot of bosses probably indicates a lot of little enemies in between. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. They, yeah. they really, they really, like in terms of showcasing shit, it was like, I'm like three minutes. Oh, that's not much. No, they showed a lot of shit. I, I, if you're an Elder Weapons Ring fan. And- yeah. I'd recommend having a look at this fucking video because holy shit. Yeah, dope. Did I see a dude like doing fucking fly kicks and shit? It's fucking sick. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested in like how do you start this? Like do I have to go and play through my other playthrough again? And Because I started to, the second playthrough. You went to New Game Plus? Or? Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, and, I, and I went through yeah, the first you know play through a decent chunk of that but like do i have to now uh finish that and then like where does it start or is it like a brand new character and like a brand new area or am i taking my like i want to know all this stuff maybe it's been answered maybe i just need to get jung on the, the line and ask uh, him uh, yep. but i don't know i want to know because yep. do i need to put another 80 hours in before i start mate i'm thinking of putting in an, at <laughs> least uh a good 20 or so just to just to relearn how Remember to fucking how to play. play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Is like how... How, like... Games like that just chuck you in the deep end are like fucking just remember. Just press the yeah. button. Don't yeah. be casual. Hey. Um, what are you, stupid? You've yeah. played this game before. <laughs> hey, dumb dumb. I just looked. Steam says you've played this for 140 hours. What the fuck do you mean you've forgetting, forgotten how to play? How have you played 140 anything and forgotten how to play? Just fucking do it. Stop being stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What a right. clown. Oh. Next up. Oh, I'm, re- I'm re-watching the trailer while we're talking about it. Uh, yeah. The fucking... I'm, if, if I'm going to wear that fucking lion head everywhere, I'm going to wear it everywhere it's gonna be just obnoxious as fuck and uh invade people's games just so i can wear the fucking lion head and yell at them with it it's gonna be fantastic mm. see the fucking spells in this look fucking dope i never i never did make a f- proper skip spell cast i just 
I was like, I'm going to be a spellcaster this time. And then it just turned into a... Oh, I a got a blood sword. Yeah. <laughs> how much was, damage I do with my blood sword? Yeah. I'm like, oh, they go close to me. I got to hit them with my sword. And then it turned from a spellcaster to a spell sword. And then it turned from a spell sword to just... Yeah, I got a blood sword. Got my blood sword. Fuck this shit. Eat, eat bleed. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's, I'm interested to see like how well this does like traditionally expansions don't just they don't really do a whole lot yep they, i mean like in terms of sales wise it, it's usually not something that happens but elden ring was such like an outlier for games mm. <laughs> like that was huge that game um and so yeah it, does it have enough to pull people back in again or is it sort of just going to be like yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I guess we'll see what the fuck they're working on, right? Because they've got to be working on something else. Oh, yeah. It's not Armored Core. They're, they're making a, making an expansion pack to the biggest game of the last decade? Half decade? And you're like, yeah, that's not enough. Let's see. Let's see Bloodborne 2, bitches. Yeah. Give me Dark Souls 4. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, Nintendo did some stuff, which Job's yep. going to explain. All right. So Nintendo did a partner showcase today, uh, and they announced Grounded is coming to Nintendo Switch. Okay. So uh, if you'd seen this, Luke, you would have fucking known. No, um, I Nintendo stuff. I know. I know. I know. I know. Uh, they talked about... Oh, they announced Ender Magnolia. Oh, Ender yeah. Lilies, the sequel. Yeah. Uh, I'm pumped you about that. that. Uh, I'm try- I've been trying to fucking bid for it in my uh, in our fantasy league all day. But uh, it hasn't shown up on the database yet. So uh, it's making it rather challenging. Um no, I, I think it'll just be a fun game that will not score well because the last one capped out at about 80, probably because the last 10% of the game was fucking hell. Although I don't know if many reviewers made it to the last 10%, but it was absolutely, it literally, it literally took that game from being a high nine for, to me to like maybe a seven. I hated the last 10% of that game. So fucking much. Uh, what else? There's a demo for Unicorn Overload, which is apparently extremely uh, hype-worthy, but I don't know what the fuck it is. They're remaking Disney Epic Mickey. Okay. And they showcased it with the most, the dullest fucking video I've ever seen. Um, weeb stuff, weeb stuff. Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. Um like collecting the Battlefront games on the Switch. Uh, it's got to be like the fucking old, old, old school uh, Battlefront games because I can't see it playing anything using the Frostbite engine. Um, what else? Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble. A new Super Monkey Ball game. Everyone loves Super Monkey Ball. Uh, Pepper Grinder has a, has a demo on the Switch now, and will release March 28, 2024 on the Switch and maybe other things. Probably the PC, considering there's a demo there. 
Uh, and yeah, no mention of Metroid Prime 4 at all. And I am pretty sure that game is getting delayed to the Switch 2. That's it. Okay. That's what I got. That's what I got. Uh, if if anyone in my fantasy league bids on Metroid Prime 4, I am going to counterpick it. And I know that half of them don't listen to this podcast for whatever fucking reason. Uh, but now they can't say that I didn't warn them. So there you go. There you go. All right. What else have we got? One more piece that we chucked in here. The first teaser trailer for the uh, Borderlands film is yep. now out and available. So this is the film directed uh, and written by Eli Roth, um, starring Kate Blanchett as Lilith, um, Kevin Hart as Roland, Jack Black will be voicing Claptrap, Ariana Greenblatt is uh, Tiny Tina, blah, blah, and Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis. Um, yeah. They released a trailer. Uh, some I've seen people saying it looks pretty cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've not watched it. You have not watched it? Nope. We don't watch trailers, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, I've seen some people say it's pretty cool. I've seen in our, uh, in our movies channel on our Discord that uh, some people have said that it's uh, they cringed at it and that it's lame that there's no handsome Jack... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we have to wait and see, right? Like, I, I I remember reading ages ago, and I don't know if this is like the cause Craig Mason was on this film at one point. Yeah, um, he he wrote uh, a script for it, hmm. and there was like stuff floating around that like this film apparently the script was fucking amazing. It was like one of the best scripts floating around in Hollywood. Right. Um, and I don't so I don't know if they're still working off of the same like story screenplay yeah. or, or if like Eli Roth has gone in and just changed the whole thing or what's going on. Um, but I am very curious in seeing this. <laughs> what is going, like, what has happened with this film? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's either going to be fun or it's going to be a total disaster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's been, it's been a while. It's been a while and mm. uh, that's usually not great. Uh, not, not a great indication so right yeah, yeah which is weird because got some fucking awesome people behind it yep yeah okay um and that does it have a date it's this year right august of this year august all right fair enough yeah, a couple months all right um there you go that is the uh the news for this week did we have i guess questions or anything like that to go through i don't think so no no good stuff cool all right uh, anything you wanted to plug this week or give a shout out to? Uh, I don't know. Chapter three of Blackbirded will go up tomorrow. Uh, that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. The website on your website. On my website, jojojo.com. Good reminder. Uh, yep. Or on Royal Road if you want to read it there. But I keep forgetting to check there. So yeah, things are heating up in that story nice hmm. um what will i plug i watched a documentary the other day which i thought was pretty f cool um yep. it was called american nightmare um oh. it is on 
Netflix. If you oh. like crime documentaries, you know, oh, someone's gone missing. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's about three episodes long. Doesn't go like... <laughs> you, you start watching this thing, it, yeah. it goes some places. Oh, yeah. Like, by the end of the first episode, I'm like, I know exactly where this is going. This is what's happened. No. <laughs> like, no, it just no. goes all over the place. And the same thing, by the end of like, the second episode, you're like, I know what's going on here. Yep. And it just keeps going like in completely different directions um yeah and it's wild and it's uh yeah it's, it's pretty good so that's uh, american nightmare there you go <clears throat> sorry all right well that is the podcast for this week you find us Wait. on itunes yes did you watch it because you thought it would have alan wake stuff in it yep yeah did you feel disappointed when it did or did not oh it does have alan wake stuff in it oh how odd yeah no, it doesn't um no like it was something that was on netflix that my wife was like about to watch and i was like all right i might as well watch this as well um cool so i just sat down and we watched it nice. uh yeah we binged the whole thing cool. um all right well there you go uh that's podcast you can find us on itunes android all the places you get podcasts from from another gap or the gi podcast if you have a uh, moment uh rate review the show helps other people find us on the internet uh you can go to our discord page the gapodcast.com slash discord you can jump in there and talk about all sorts of things movies tvs books cooking uh and play video games in the channels we have uh voice channels and you jump into and check yes. things out um you can also go to our website it's got all our our links on there for all those things we just talked about um including past episodes of the show if you want to go a deep dive and start at the very you can't start at the beginning but you can start you know quite quite a couple hundred ago uh you can jump in there and do that um and that is all thanks to our patreon members they help us pay the bills on the website and keep things running uh so if you want to go support that you can go to patreon.com slash the ga podcast and uh, sometimes you get the podcast early on that tier um probably not this week probably you know, yeah it'll go mm. up at some point not as early as what normally does um yep. but well, we're recording uh, like classic yeah, recording a little bit later um hey could have been worse we could have been publishing this saturday because of another game because of another game that we're decided, talking about next week instead yeah we've decided to hold that back because that's Cause saturday is crazy saturday everyone's at taylor swift on saturday you can't do that to them oh you went yeah. to taylor swift didn't you I did. I did go to Taylor Swift. Yes. Name five Taylor Swift songs. Uh, that are on the actual Just tour? in general, buddy. Just do any five, mate. Uh, I don't know. Shake It Off, Exile, All Too Well. I don't know. There's, there's a bunch on there. Two more. Come on. Two more. Lover, Red. No, nah, you're just making shit up now. You're just saying <laughs> fucking Travis. words at this point. <laughs> Apparently, he's here now. He's, he's, he's in Australia. Oh. You can go see him? Go see Travis. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, catch this bitch. And then throw and punches. Then run away? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not sticking around for that. Fucking hell. Crazy. I'll disappear. I'll disappear into a room full of eggs. You'll never find me. Uh, thank you to all our Patreon uh, subscribers. Thank you very much for doing that. We appreciate it. And all our listeners, of course. Yep. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That is the podcast. It's still hot. Same as when we started. I get some water and cool down a little bit. Smart. Um, yeah. 
all right well there you go stay safe uh look after yourselves have a, a good uh taylor swift weekend if you're going um oh, yeah. or maybe you're on a blink blink are playing as well again this weekend or My queens of the stone age queens of the stone what year is it what i don't know what's going on <laughs> what is going on good yeah. lord yeah rise against i saw them as well they were at blink oh yeah yeah it's good all right well there you go stay safe uh look after yourself and we'll catch you next week love you bye